guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Today we are talking about the best live sets we've ever seen. And by we've, I mean I have a guest on today's episode that I'm going to be introducing. But thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Um, we should be available now everywhere, which is super exciting. We're on Spotify, we're on Google and Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, the Anchor app. So I hope you guys are all enjoying the podcast so far. Thank you all for reaching out to me on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and sending in your kind words and rating and reviewing. Appreciate it so, so much. I hope you guys are enjoying the content that we've got coming out. Keep tagging Rave Culture in your Instagram stories and your tweets. Uh, I will always reshare them and shout you guys out. So thank you so much for doing that and for spreading the word. So for today's episode, I have another guest. This is the second guest on Rave Culture. I'm super excited to have her here. I'm sure some of you, if you guys follow me on YouTube, have seen her. We've met you at a show. I have my festy bestie Tara here. Say hey. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) Super excited to have her. Um, This is going to be a really fun episode. I think for us to record together because we attend shows pretty regularly together and travel for music festivals so naturally I had to have her on here as one of the first guests so yeah get excited for a really good episode today Uh, before I introduce today's topic for the podcast um, I wanted Tara to introduce herself a little bit so do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself what you do where you're from sure Uh, hey guys super excited to be here this is like so legit. <laughs> I'm just staring at the laptop the whole time. This is really cool. So I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, I met Emma in college. We've been best friends ever since. I live in Hoboken now, so still Jersey. Hashtag Jers. Mm-hmm. For work, I work in advertising sales, so I'm a buyer. So I basically buy TV commercials for my client. Very cool. Yeah. So have you seen any TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods commercials? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> um, Where'd you go to school? Uh also uh, a Jersey school. I went to the College of New Jersey. Okay. Down by Trenton. What'd you yeah. study? Oof, what didn't I study? <laughs> <laughs> I graduated with a sociology degree. Okay. A health and environmental sociology degree. Nice. Not really sure what I was going to do with that. but uh, <laughs> And I'm clearly not using that degree right now, but... But it was interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. So I love just, you know, this is an EDM related podcast. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions just so you the audience can familiarize themselves okay. with you. Um, so how, how did you get into the EDM scene? I guess, I guess it was you that got me into it, really. Um, Proud mama. Yeah. I mean, I guess in college, too. Like, EDM is <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty prevalent, like, in college and whatever. But I think I said this one in one of your videos. Like, the first mm-hmm. EDM show we went to was probably, like, Foam and Glow or Day Glow, which is, like, so embarrassing. But <laughs> I guess that was, like, the very start. And then we just started going to, you know, more legit shows and mm-hmm. EDC the first time we went. And that just really solidified it right right so you started raving in college yeah okay and then what is your experience like going to shows now like how frequently do you go um we try to go go, like at least once every month or two probably um i feel like we've been on kind of a dry spell lately yep (laughs) (laughs) uh saving up all the energy for edc but Mm -hmm. yeah just i mean we live right by new york city so we're pretty lucky we get a lot of good acts like all the time. Mm-hmm. This is weird interviewing you because I know all the answers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you guys don't. And that's why 
you know, obviously one of the things of this podcast is to have other people on here to tell oh, yeah. their experiences so you guys get arranged and it's not just me talking about mine all the time. So even though Tara and I go to all of our shows oh, yeah. You're together, like asking me these questions. I'm like, you know the answer to this, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to hear it from like a different perspective. Um, wait, so we have to know, tell the audience your favorite artists. Oof, Okay really into Fisher lately I just like him as a person like he cracks Mm -hmm. me up like I just want to be friends with him and like he makes really dope music too so Mm -hmm. it's a win-win Oliver Heldens obviously Prids Mm -hmm. Carl Cox um just so many good ones Jaws Mm -hmm. Seven Lines Seven Lines how could I forget yeah I love him Alrighty. So now you guys know a little bit more about Tara. We obviously have very similar uh, musical (laughs) interests here. So today's topic, it pretty much came about when I knew I wanted to record with you because since we travel to all of our festivals together and go to a lot of the same shows, we've I mean we've been doing this for so many years now we have a lot of our like standout moments like best shows we've ever seen and then we've had some that stand out (laughs) in our mind for not so good reasons so I thought especially for you guys listening if you're just starting to get into this scene and you're like trying to figure out what kinds of shows to go to we're going to talk about today like the best and worst live acts we've seen and why so we're going to break down like what makes a show a good one and what elements make it not such a good experience yeah so we're gonna I'm gonna start out on a positive note because this is a positive channel (laughs) (laughs) so let's start out with either a good show or a good festival I'm gonna break it this episode into we'll talk about our favorite festival sets first and then we'll talk about like individual shows that we've seen Um, but in general we can go back and forth what would qualify to you um, as a good live set Um, Something that I really appreciate in a live set is if the DJ themselves are like into it. Like if Mm. you can see the DJs having fun, like that just makes it so much more fun for Mm -hmm. everyone in the crowd. If they're up there dancing, like you just, I don't know, you just feel more connected with them. Like they're also having fun. They enjoy their job. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that one. (laughs) And I think a lot of, a lot of the things I'll mention later for like sets that I didn't enjoy, I think that was a big part of it. Mm. Like if they're up there looking miserable, it's like, why are you even here? I know who you're talking Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. I think another one is, I mean, like on one hand, you could easily say production and how like they do their stage design and the lighting and all that I think makes it cool. And it can make it very unique. But for me, it's like, did I get that feeling during the set? Like, it's the environment I'm in, number one, um, which I would say, like, a crowd. A crowd can make or break it. Oh, make or break for for sure. sure. Yeah, so I would say, like, did I get that feeling was like, and it doesn't have to be a feelsy type artist, but was there, like, is there a certain song by that DJ that cuts so deep and you're like, oh my God, I'm like in my feels during this set right now. That like makes it a really good set to me. I would say from a technical standpoint, if they actually know how to do transitioning in their set. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of a good one. That was okay a, a bad example of that. Right. I guess right, a, good, right. a good example of bad transitioning. Keep, keep that in your mind. Yeah. Okay. So yeah like obviously if an artist has been doing this for a much longer time and they're like a legend in their own right their sets are going to be composed really really well and you can tell versus certain artists I'm like already talking about (laughs) what makes a bad set but versus certain people who maybe don't really nail their transitions and it's sort of a weird weird composition of like a set if that makes sense yeah (laughs) 
think also for so if we're talking about a festival it's also hard because you're take EDC for example we're going back to back to back to back so like Mm -hmm. you have to differentiate yourself that weekend to make you stand out amongst the 40 people we're gonna go see that weekend so what do you think would make it like what a good festival set I think maybe just like throwing some songs into this set that you would not expect at mm. all like something like I don't know I'm thinking of Oliver Heldens played Backstreet mm. Boys and I just like died yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like Rez played Killing, Killing the, name the Name Of, of which yeah. we have a personal history with that yeah. song <laughs> from college but when she played that it was just like uh, it was right. cool they're like they read the crowd too. yeah yeah like kind of get a feel for like the type of people that are in the crowd and if you can like feed off their energy and you you can see what sort of direction they're liking yeah. and you go in that direction I like that definitely for sure and I'm trying to think about I mean we'll talk about specific sets that we liked um and why and that probably will feed into this so we could probably just get hop right into that mm. Um, so I don't know if we want to start in a certain place, but I wrote down the three major festivals that we've been to together. So Tara and I have gone to Electric Zoo in New York together, Ultra Miami in 2017, and then we've been to four EDCs together. So we can just sh- go through all of those in, in a random order if we want. But let's talk about our favorite festival sets of all time and a couple of reasons why. I know. Of all time. They're probably sick of the ones that I've I talked know. about. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like some of the ones. Oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. Uh, Izu, I think it was 2017, Joyride. Mm. It was so high energy. Yep. Like I was just having the time of my life. And we were dead ass sober. Yeah, dead ass sober. Like, <laughs> n- I didn't take a sip of alcohol. Yep. And I, I think that might have been like my favorite set It was like weekend. 4.30 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the two of us. I remember that because we had just gotten there and he was either the first or second yeah. person we saw that Sunday. And actually my, my younger brother was coming with his friends too and they got like stuck in traffic or something. So they missed Joyride. And I was texting him like, oh my God. I was like, this is like unreal right now. Right, right. And that one was good because it was high energy. Yeah, yep. super high energy. I mean, I'm going to touch on this really quick because you guys have heard it so many times, but I'm just going to drill it in your head. This seven, seven lines. lines. <laughs> EDC 2017. 2017. Yeah, I mean, he just like he. You guys can see hit the set on YouTube also, yeah. by the way. Um, I mean, his transitions are perfect anyway because he just balances dubstep and trance and side trance and just like perfectly blends it all together. And yeah. he had the fireworks set. So that's going to hit you in the feels right there. So you have the fireworks element. Then he played A Way to Say Goodbye, literally Ugh. into an Above and Beyond song, into the Porter Robinson's language. Yeah, and we, I, we cried. Yeah, like, are <laughs> you fucking sure. kidding? <laughs> died, absolutely died. So that's one. Also, like, can we talk about his luscious locks? <laughs> yeah, I love when he starts headbanging mm-hmm. and it's just like, hair, yeah, hair. That totally makes it a good set. Yeah. He's so into it. And he yeah. doesn't talk ever yeah. on the microphone. And he doesn't need to. Right, like, right, right, right. Definitely does not need to. Yeah. But... I like that he he mixes in some of those artists that everybody kind of loves. I, I would always want yeah, to hear an above that. and beyond song. So him All back right, and what forth. What else we got? What else we got? I'll go back to Izu 2017. Dead Mouse. It was Dead Mouse, right? That we saw in the back rain. Back to back prids. Yeah, Dead Mouse. Back to back prids. It was pouring rain, but like we didn't even care, and they mm-hmm. were both incredible. And that was the first time I saw Dead Mouse, I think. Mm-hmm. And I like really didn't listen to him beforehand, but like that set kind of changed my life i was like wow i've mm-hmm. been missing out 
it was crazy to see sleeping them. hard i was sleeping hard on uh on uh <laughs> dead, dead mouse, mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that actually was pretty iconic because when else are we gonna see something like yeah. that that was good. Let me throw in an ultra set. I'm trying to remember. So Tara and I went to ultra in 2017. For me, like it was just a really fun weekend in general. Like we talk about that as like one of our favorite memories because just yeah, the two of so us fun. went and just the whole weekend period was a really good time. But I have to say Carl Cox was incredible. Yeah. I've never seen him before. And he, the man has his own mega structure <laughs> named after him. And he plays two he played two nights that year and they're each two hour sets and just i mean talk about a legend yeah you just got sucked into that Mm -hmm. mega structure Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he just kills the techno drops he just perfectly has the build-ups and just like melts your face and then he has his catchphrase oh Oh, yes yes, oh yes yes. (laughs) so i mean he's just such a cool dude and he falls under like he's having a great time you could definitely tell so i gotta go for carl cox i got one from was it last year? EDC? EDC 2017. 2017. Was that when we... So Dylan was playing the same time mm-hmm. as Above and Beyond. And we were like heartbroken. But we were like... It was the first year they introduced the longer sets. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, we'll go to Dylan, stay there for 45 minutes, and then run to Above and Beyond. And I don't know what happened, but we were having <laughs> such a good time at Dylan that we didn't leave. Mm-hmm. We stayed there and didn't see Above and Beyond. But that set was like again super high energy so fun so fun he was like i love his visuals too like he just cracks me up like he on the screen like kept having like sayings about himself Mm -hmm. and one was like we actually made shirts to um easy about this it was like dylan francis can't read yeah and like that's just like on the background when he's like playing and there's dylan francis once ate three bananas in a row yeah it's so funny to watch he brings it yeah his sense of humor and the visuals like that is totally what makes like and does it's just fun period his music is just a very interesting sound he's got the yeah. whole moombathon kind yeah. of thing down and then it's just so entertaining to watch so i Cross love him up. seeing him live all the time i was gonna bring it back to edc 2016 Ooh, bring, it back. bring it back was it, i think it was the first time i ever saw jaws he was on main was stage it? it was his first time playing main stage at edc it was like a 9 p.m set time i'm pretty sure it was the first day and like that was one of our favorite years of edc yeah and i just really loved his music and that set blew me away and it was just like that also made me like a stand i do i think that was like our favorite one at the weekend like that was top three yeah i listened to that set on youtube all all the time for like the whole year after that he just absolutely killed it and that's when he was like really like starting to come up some of his first songs were coming out oh so so good (laughs) Um, any ultra sets in your mind? Ultra, ultra. I was gonna say party favor. Yeah, good. is that? I was like, who was the one that was like on, on the hill. grassy little hill? Party favor. Yeah, it was a small stage at ultra. I don't remember what it, it was. It wasn't the Mad Decent stage. No. It was something like that. And it was like this little grassy hill, and we saw party favor there. I think we also saw Droid there too, maybe back to back. And yeah, that was super fun. I loved that. It was like a, a cool little area. I feel like there were not people there, but. Mm-hmm. You're so up and close, like personal with them. Yeah. And that was a good set because the crowd was going yeah. ham yeah. at that. Like, it was just a party on yeah. the hill. It was so <laughs> randomly fun. Party on the hill. Yeah. It was like, I remember that. It was like 8 p.m. Yeah. It was kind of, there's like some random trees. That was, yeah. Like, that was kind yes. of like weird. Now that I think about it, that was like a weird place for a stage to it be. It totally was. It worked. Ooh, I just thought of one of our other favorite ones. Sam Felt at Ultra. Oh, my. Oh, my God. How did Wait, we not talk what? about that yet? Okay. That yep. was like one of the first sets we saw, right? Yep. The, of first the weekend. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't really know who he was. We were like, oh, he's playing main stage. Like, let's go check it out. Yep. So fun. So fun. He had, the, like, the live saxophone player and trumpet um, player. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is just so cool. Yeah, he was dope. And he was having fun, too. You could Having such a tell. good time. Had the... How yeah, the guys that? I know, but the saxophone and the trumpet player, like, really yeah. amped that up as well. Because yeah. it was so entertaining to watch them. And it's it was like a little tropical house. It was yeah. different. Really yeah, very fun. Very different. Super fun. He kicked off the weekend. That was just a good, that was a good vibe. Yeah. Just did, the whole did set. Did he like DM the trumpet player? I'm pretty sure No, he, he liked, he liked my he liked, Instagram. Oh, that's it, that's it. And I he was commented like, on it and was like, oh, thank you guys for like having yeah, so much fun. Yeah, we came for Sam Felt. Yeah. We stayed for the trumpet player. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was so good. So true though. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we've seen him since and he's like wonderful. Yeah. So that was really, really good. Another one that sticks out in my mind from electric zoo 2017 was don diablo oh so vicky our good friend like was obsessed with him and i i was sleeping on him for a while and then like now he's one of my absolute favorite artists because i like that he has a lot of lyrics in his songs so when he plays them you can just like sing your heart out shuffle like that's a big one so he was playing in the tent the tented stage and I just remember your brother like stood up on oh, the yeah, like yeah, structure yeah. <laughs> and was just like having the time of his life. And I that just remember dancing one. so hardcore to yeah. that set. He was so fun. And so, that was right when his like new album came out. Yep. Like it had just dropped like two weeks before. Uh-huh. So we were like waiting for him to play all the new songs. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that was a good one. I love Don Diablo so much. We saw him at EEC last year too, and he's playing this year. So he's oh. just a good. I like always am down to see him. Yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> we were just talking about another one that brings up fond memories. Yes. Um, so Dada Life is one of like my favorite artists because they, when I got into EDM, their album had just dropped. Now I'm like blanking on the name of it. But um, actually, yeah, probably my the first EDM song that I was like obsessed with was Rolling, Rolling Stones, Stones T-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah, and I was like, I fucking dig this. What no, is this? that album, one hundred percent, that album like really got me into so EDM, fun. and I love seeing them. And they they actually haven't been on many lineups yeah, recently, no. but they played the Mega Structure at Circuit Grounds, EDC twenty fifteen. I know, <laughs> so cool. But I have such good videos of that. Their whole intro was insane. And this is what makes them a great live act. They have an entire brand built around them. So like they have the bananas, bananas, the champagne bottles. Yeah. And they like have inflatables that they'll throw out in the crowd. And their visuals are just crazy. And they just like pump you up so much. So that set was awesome. And the circuit grounds, the mega structure was sick. Yeah, it was really cool. I loved that element of it. And that was our first EDC. So I just remember like my mind was blown during that set. That was a really, really good one. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here so that I can remind you guys that you can send in either topic or episode ideas. Um, If you guys have any questions or if there's something you want me to talk about here on rave culture submit your ideas to raveculturecast at gmail.com uh, i love reading your submissions you guys send in some really good ideas and i of course want to cover topics that you want to hear about so definitely send me um, any emails to raveculturecast at gmail.com i'll be checking those regularly um and if we get a bunch in i can always read them on air and just have a q a episode too so definitely feel free to send like any comments you have in questions episode ideas send it all my way Okay, so now that we talked about all of our favorite festival sets and what makes them 
stand out in our minds. Uh, we're going to switch gears here and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the sets that maybe were not our favorite. I never want to say anything was bad because I feel like we love all EDM. So there just yeah. are some things that maybe wasn't our taste at the moment. So, um, and we'll talk a little bit about why it wasn't our favorite. Um, one that comes to mind, and I hate saying this because some of these artists are my favorite, but yeah. you see them so many times, not every set is going to be good yeah. or it's not going to be like, you know, strike your fancy. Curious. Who are you about to say? Cascade okay. in 2017. Okay. Do you remember that set? Like we... And this is why it stands out. I love him. We've seen him a bunch of times. One of my favorite artists to listen to. That set in particular, you can listen to it on YouTube. He played Circuit Grounds. I'm pretty sure he was right after Eric Prids, which mm. was like the highest moment of our life. Yeah, hard we, act to we, First time we... Oh, no. Maybe it was, 20, it was Cascade 2016 then. Either way, he was right after like a really, really pumped up energetic set and... The first 40 minutes were just like very chill mm. and like very low key. And he oh, played like faking it. Yeah. And I love these songs so much. And he was doing a thing where he would play like the whole song from right. like start to finish. And yes. like these are great songs, but it was just like, okay. I remember us just standing there yeah. and we were all looking at each other. And yeah. like, I love him, but about that. we ended up leaving his yeah. set. So I would say like that kind of killed the mood. Kills the mood. Yep. So something that could qualify as like not the best festival set like it just might not be what you needed in that moment and it's like not the right thing you want to hear and that was too chill for us at the time so we ended up leaving his set and I think I have a good memory I'm pretty sure we went you're impressing we went because I remember we went and saw what's so not because he would not have been on our list of people to see right and we thought we were going to be at Cascade the whole time, and then we ended up stumbling over to Cosmic Meadow, and we watched What's So Not, and he was actually really good. Love that. Yeah. So that stands out in my mind. I'm trying to think. Any I got other? one. Yeah. Um, this is EDC, maybe 2016, maybe? Uh, Calvin Harris. He played main stage, and the whole time, like, the DJ booth was just dark. You couldn't even oh. see him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, like, told the people, like, don't film me. I don't want to be on the big screen. Like... I, like everyone in the in the crowd was like kind of joking around like it could not even be Calvin Harris up right there. like it can be some <laughs> fake person like how like they didn't show him once he didn't say anything into the mic which like I don't like that's not like a thing that has to happen but like I was like this literally could be anyone mm-hmm. no I remember that they didn't show him once yeah I just I don't know I got weird vibes from that <laughs> I did love the classics that he played yeah I'm but sure. this, they that was didn't like show amazing it but it because was they weird. show everybody else yeah the and then time. like either right before or right after like oliver heldens he was on the screen the whole time mm-hmm. dancing and it's like i'm watching it was just i don't know right oh, i just remembered a really good one can i say it anyway i'm gonna break up the yeah. podcast here. i'm saying it anyway you guys <laughs> um i actually included this in one of my EDC videos but armin van buren in 2015 on kinetic field was Ooh. fucking incredible and he played a game of thrones yes i remix. was gonna say that i was gonna bring this up before because i was like i i'm yeah. calling it now so many djs are oh, gonna do this on sunday this year true very, so many very true. we're gonna get a lot of that but yeah but yeah that was that was cool armin van buren was incredible he did this one thing and i have it on video where he got literally the entire crowd mm-hmm. from ga up to vip oh to jump at the yep. same time i get chills every yep. time i watch that clip like the entire ground was shaking and he like turned the music like basically off so it was mm-hmm. dead silent oh it was so good okay sorry i digress <laughs> i had to mention that I was like oh armin armin's so good yeah, so good okay other ones that maybe like we're not our favorite. I kind of have one and people are going to get mad at me. I don't love R.L. Grime. 
Brady's gonna get mad when he hears this because he loves him. We saw him and he I was had a good. Guy. I loved him when I we know. saw him. I felt like we did like him. Maybe I'm not remembering it correctly. It might just be that I don't like his songs listening to them yeah. like on a normal day, but right. that set was good. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it I back. Don't, I'll take yeah. it back. I don't really <laughs> listen to him on like on the daily on the so. reg. Yeah. No, it was a good set. I remember we actually enjoyed it. Okay, never mind. Okay, I got one. So uh, we were saying before about like when transitions are like really rough. Oh, yes. So this is at Ultra, and I don't know what the hell is going on with them, but um, mm. Sunnery James and Ryan Marciano. Good one. Like it was like they hadn't practiced, like they hadn't communicated to each other beforehand, and they like kept throwing it back to each other, and it was just really rough, and like they just looked like they didn't know what they were doing, mm-hmm. and they were like so unprepared, and I was like, oh my god, are they like in a fight or something? Like what? <laughs> So, yeah, that was, like, every transition, everyone was, like, That was a really good one. I'm so glad you remember that one. Because we were, I remember looking at you being, like, what the fuck are they doing? And it just, like, kept getting worse and worse. And we were, like, whoa, somebody, like, stayed out too late last night or something. Something was going on. You reminded me of another one now that you say that. (laughs) Another story about transitioning Dioro on main stage at EDC 2015. Mm, Bad. Not good. Not good, guys. And I feel bad because a lot of people like will message me about like how much they love him. And, and I haven't said that like I haven't put on any of my lists that I want to see Dior. Yeah. And it's not because I don't like his songs. It's just because he butchered that one yeah. set and I didn't really like it. So I'm I had a bad experience. I mean, it's been four years. I'm yeah. sure he's better <laughs> so now. Give him a chance again. We actually did. I actually listened to his EDC 2016 set a couple times on YouTube um, and it was it was much better. So maybe he just had an off moment. Yeah. I'm also going to say maybe 2015 was just it rough because I'm going to throw Afrojack under the bus oh, too. Yeah. Not a fan, you guys. Doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Doesn't do it for me either. It's just like whatever. <laughs> D- yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then also I, I feel we like were we're tough critics 2015. <laughs> we were like, we're not going to butcher our first anybody EDC, now. We're we're, like, yeah, our first EDC, the we're like, Disney wants that. <laughs> <laughs> we're such harsh critics. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Steve Aoki as well. OK. And also not into his live sets. Would you want to get caked by him? No. <laughs> I just think it's a gimmick. Yeah. And I think he's such a... And this is the opposite. Like, I love him as a person. Loved his documentary. Yeah. Love his family. We'll listen to his... He's had so many hits. But I listen to his live sets and I'm like, this whole thing is just like a mainstream gimmick. Yeah. And that's how I feel, I feel about that. David Guetta as well. Yeah. Like, if you say to me, like, why wouldn't you go see these people? I'm not wasting my time. I'm going to yeah. go see a unique artist yeah or someone i've never seen before before i'm gonna go see david Guetta or steve aoki i agree with that yeah because you can uh, i don't know it's like you hear these songs <laughs> on the radio all the time i'd rather go see yeah. somebody else i don't know i feel like people could easily try and come for marshmallow about that but i yeah i love probably. marshmallow <laughs> <laughs> um any other ones that stand out in our mind mad decent block party you can't see me but my my, both my fingers are down. <laughs> Thumbs down. Yeah. Um, Why do you feel that way, Tara? Well, let's see. Uh, the one year, was I there the year Kesha? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kesha, like, performed. It was like, there was a DJ on. It was like, fine. And then, like, all of a sudden, Kesha comes on. And it's just, like, totally killed the vibe. Mm-hmm. And she did not sound good. It was just, I don't know. What are you doing, Mad Decent? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they took... I think... You guys can see from behind. So I'll give you some behind the scenes. If I actually worked for Mad Decent yeah, one summer. Yeah, fun fact. Emma designed the like menus. So that was really cool. Yeah, I to, did like, all see the, the menus. Um, the social media 
posters and like all of those assets, the artist announcements, the t- the times that were posted on like Instagram and all like the menus for Mad Decent 2016. I was a freelance designer for them. And I like really enjoyed doing that. I was like, this is a dream. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like to design for a music festival? Loved it. That was incredible. So I got to go that summer. I went to two shows and I just felt well, you can see it reflected. So Mad Decent didn't happen like last yeah. year. A bunch of their shows Kinda got canceled. They were supposed MIA. to do a beach party. Got canceled. <laughs> they were supposed to go to India. Hot got cord. canceled. So there's clearly some things happening behind the scenes as a company that were yeah. not right. So we'll just say that. Um, I think it was reflected in their festival in 2016 because the lineups were just horrible. And I was going to talk about this later, what makes a set a bad set and you could be set up from failure for failure from the beginning if the lineup is terrible because yeah. you might be a really great artist sandwiched in between some other not so good ones and it's like oh god <laughs> here we go so mad decent for me in general stood out as like not a good festival because it was like fucking tori lanes who's a rapper <laughs> get at miss me with that bullshit so weird. no no thank you ma'am <laughs> then it went to like a DJ. I don't even remember who I played. Remember I think actually Valentino Khan back to back party favor and they were really fun. That was one of the ones I saw. We also saw Alice in Wonderland and Dylan. Yeah. Great. Love them. Then Kesha came out with a live performance and people so were weird. like, what the <laughs> fuck? And guys, I'm sorry if you love Kesha. She sounded horrible. horrible. And I've seen her live before. She always sounds horrible. Yeah. Do not waste your money no. to see her live. It's sounds horrible i like, love always you girl wanna, yeah i always like let me maybe she's she'll, she'll sound better this horrible. time and it's just she good. sounds horrible live it's really really bad because her auto whatever she sings with like auto tune or oh, whatever it like wasn't on not good Oof. and then and then you had like the other artists playing like dj snake set was incredible when he played but just in general the lineup was terrible and the mix of artists like the whole crowd was like not having it at all so that just made the whole environment not a good situation so you kind of feed off the energy of the crowd yeah yeah not a fan sorry we just (laughs) went in on mad decent block party but not sorry diplo not a fan (laughs) all right guys we're gonna take one more break in here insert music (laughs) Okay, um, just a reminder that you guys can find Rave Culture on Instagram and on Twitter at Rave Culture Cast. Uh, go follow us over there, and I'm going to be uploading some behind-the-scenes clips. I'm filming right now with Miss Tara, so you guys can see um, some behind-the-scenes footage. So yeah, definitely follow us at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and Twitter. If you guys are listening, take a screenshot, tag us in it. I will always reshare um, anything that you tag us in. So keep posting when you guys are listening. I absolutely love to see it. And I love having your participation in the show. <laughs> so again, if you want to tweet me any comments after the episode, uh, I would love to hear your feedback on what we've got going on. All right, so now we're going to, now that we just roasted a whole bunch of festivals, we're going to bring it back to the positive side. So we attend EDM shows regularly, like Tara was saying earlier, like probably once a month um, in the New York City area in Brooklyn. And there are so many that stand out in my mind as like some of the best shows that we've ever seen. So we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite ones over the last couple of years and why they were our favorite uh, episodes, why they were our favorite shows. So the first one I'm going to throw out there, we just recently went to, it was Oliver Heldens at Avant Gardner 
in March 2019. So Man, we love him. Yeah. If you guys didn't already know yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, his openers were like stacked too. Good It point. was basically like a like a mini festival. True. Yeah. Who were his openers? Do, do I remember? Let me see. <laughs> uh, Tommy Sunshine, but I think we like missed him. Or we, we saw, saw the, like, end. the last end, yeah, the end of him. GTA. GTA. And Valentino Khan. Valentino Khan. And they Drezzo. Add, Drezzo. Yeah, they add, I was like, they added someone like last minute. It was, too. And we love all those people. Yeah. So it was like, yep. Yeah. There was no breaks. Everyone was awesome. Yeah. And I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> we were there for like four hours. And I was like, I don't want to go home. It was just so good. And GTA so played, um, they called it a purple set, which I guess is their, they played like a more techno set for them, which I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. It was so dope. Yeah. And the Oliver. the stage was like a boxing ring. Yeah. So like Oliver came out in a little boxing, uh, what's it called? Like a... Kimono. Kimono? <laughs> no, right? it's not. A boxing... Oh my God, what do you call those? <laughs> jacket? A boxing jacket? <laughs> there are people screaming <laughs> right now at us. A but robe! A robe, a boxing robe. Wow. <laughs> we um, went to college. Yeah, we did. We um, did. Oh my God. Yeah, but he just looks so cute. And his robe. set... Are you yeah, kidding so me? Because we haven't seen him in over a year. And like you can listen to a lot of his sets on like um, his radio, his Hell Deep radio. And he'll mix things up. But like some of them sound the same. And then he came out to that show and played yeah. so much new music. And if you guys have not seen his Ultra video this year that's up on YouTube. Oh, my so God. Good. It's fucking incredible. So it was a lot of that, like a lot of techno, tech house. It was deeper. I didn't want it to end. Yeah, it was incredible. Was a really good night. Really, really good show. Um, so what made that a good set was the lineup mm-hmm. and just like the music itself. And we had a good group. Yeah. It was a good group of girls for that. The next one I want to bring up is Seven Lions at the Knockdown Center in November of last year. Incredible. So we love good. him. And Jason Ross opened. Yeah. Just like the dream team. Dream team. It was really good. And we saw Midas. And, and uh, Seven Lines' wife was like oh, yeah. opening too, which which really just turned into like a back-to-back of his wife himself and Jason Ross. Jason Ross. Yeah. They were just up there and hanging Midas. out. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was so <laughs> funny. It was really good. And that was the first time that we were at that venue. So I would say the venue itself we actually really liked. So that made it a more positive experience yeah, too. We had a huge group for that. So... I loved the group that we went went with. And in general, it just was, I mean, Seven Lions killed it. Yeah. We Besides love him. Um, the coat check situation when we were oh, leaving. <laughs> true. It took us like an hour to get our coats. But that was fucking brutal. Oh, my God. It's because we stayed to the very end. So We did. It was worth it. It was, it was totally worth it. He killed it. Um, another one that I have on my list here, Elenium in December of 2018. Aww. I know. <laughs> talk about that set that was at terminal five right mm-hmm. so i have like a special place in my heart for terminal five like i just love it so much and there yep. was there was a week where no it was like a two-week period where me and emma were there like mm-hmm. three or four times within two weeks yep <laughs> like i took off work to go to like <laughs> a did. thursday and a friday show like yep. i literally called out of work but yeah that show was awesome just like really hit you with the feels it was so good. We So we had a really good view because Terminal 5 is two, it's actually three floors, but we went up to the second floor, again, had a solid group. Yeah. We went out for like Mexican, got drunk on margaritas <laughs> <Yeah>. beforehand, <laughs> good vibes. We stood directly center back and it was this like yeah, elevated area. Yeah, we never stood area. in that spot before. Yeah. 
perfect view yeah. his visuals okay like terminal five is good because you can customize your stage and the production like yeah. for whatever your tour is holy shit his lighting yeah. was fucking phenomenal the laser is like i have a vlog on it guys i'm a youtube channel hey. go check it out <laughs> um but the lighting was just so good yeah. oh my god and he had um Dabin open for him and then Dabin was like playing guitar and said yeah, the sky was, awesome. was on piano so and he played all his good hits and he went really heavy yeah which was a good time so his just like and we had space I liked that we had space yeah. to hang out that was a good good move space to cry space to cry <laughs> <laughs> okay Tara's gonna like this one uh talk a little bit about Fisher oh my god okay so this was this was at the ruins at the knockdown center so it was mm-hmm. like their outdoor portion which is like so cool. It's just like basically like a courtyard in like the back of the mm-hmm. warehouse. So before before the show, me and Emma went to get food <laughs> at this like place in Brooklyn, like kind of close to it. And we both got these like really spicy chicken sandwiches, like not knowing how spicy Ass it was. Ass blasting hot. Like literally we, co- we couldn't <laughs> eat it. It was so hot we couldn't eat it. But yeah. so that just like started the night off. We were like so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Fisher. I mean, he's just like he's the funnest time ever. And he. That was our first time seeing him. Yeah. First time seeing him. And when whoever was opening for him fisher was like hanging out like in the building right behind and he's like sticking his head out the window like saying like yelling at everyone he's taking pictures with people yeah and then he came on and it was just dude such a good time yeah that was one of those that like the crowd surprised me yeah they were so fun like it was packed i mean it was august guys okay so hot humid so sweaty oh my god (laughs) oh i was melting yeah it was bad but like yeah the venue was really cool because it's like called the knockdown center for a reason like it's this old worn down warehouse and there's like all these like stones and everything and there was a bar in the middle of it also shout out do you remember the bartender so (laughs) he was like the most brooklyn like person you will ever meet and so we were like talking to him and he's like yeah my name's alistair and i was like oh my god (laughs) i was like you just look so brooklyn and then you tell me your name is alistair (laughs) all the alistairs out there hate you now no i'm kidding (laughs) no it's a great name (laughs) and our friend jamie was there so that was awesome uh jamie goes to a lot of the same shows and we met him out in new york and now we see him all the time so it was so fun to like reconnect with him and Fisher like losing it was like the song of the summer yeah. so to hear that live everyone just went uh, crazy yeah it was a good ass time that was and a he really also fun remember too so they had like these really cute decorations there was yeah. like these like blow up fish that were like hanging from like strings and at one point Fisher just starts pulling the fish <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's totally ruining the directions but during the set he's pulling mm-hmm. the fish and throwing the fish into the crowd he was wearing a fish hat yeah it was super fun all right, I'm going to talk about him again. I promise this is the last time. So Oliver Heldens, another set of his. Um, we saw him for New Year's Eve, which was so clutch. I mean, combine a holiday, like not my favorite holiday, but yeah. we want to do something fun. And then Oliver Heldens announces he's playing Shemansky in New York City. And we all were like, so we're buying good. tickets right now. <laughs> so the club itself, I will say, horrible. Yeah. Sorry, Shemansky, but it's terrible. It gets so, they definitely oversell their tickets. It gets yeah. way too crowded. And like if you're you up in the front move. and you have to go to the bathroom, like good luck getting back like brutal yeah absolutely brutal but we had a really fun group and luckily we're able to like wedge ourselves in the front and we had enough people to like like, protect ourselves like a railing and oliver just like killed it it was so fun and we actually ended up leaving because we stayed till two and he was still playing he played longer than we thought he was gonna play and it was just like such a fun time to ring in new year's with him that will go down history oh this is a good memory were you with me at jacks jones output yeah, on the rooftop? rooftop yeah 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 uh, yeah yes, he, yes, yes. yeah um he instagrammed us 
<laughs> I'm on Jax Jones's Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, was I think fun. it was like September 2017 or yeah, something yeah, yeah. around then. Talk a little bit about Output. Um, R.I.P. Output. I know. <laughs> output uh, is such a special place. But yeah, so this show is on the roof, which is also very small and gets very crowded. But mm-hmm. then you're like literally so, so close to the right. DJ. Like we we posted up right in front of the <laughs> DJ booth. Yep. This like I'm, I'll never be this close to a DJ ever again in my life. Mm-hmm. And the whole time like we were like high fiving him. He was like, so dope. He was so dope. Like, we were taking selfies with him in the middle of the set. Yeah. And actually, I there's brought, video proof of this. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Go to Jack Jones's Instagram. Scroll back <laughs> to video. September 2017. Yep. We're homies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I actually brought like my two friends mm-hmm. who like aren't into EDM, have never been to a show before. And yep. my friend Eliza tells me all the time that that was like the best night of her life. Yeah. Like she had so much fun. It was a fun group. Yeah. And we never do that. Like we are not against the rail no. people. We want room. Like yeah. we want to dance. But for that, the roof is so tiny. It's like if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. So you might as well. Yeah. And we just happened to like, I guess we were Dude. there early listening to the opener and they we, we were right thousand. there and we were like, they 1000% thought that we were rolling too. Oh, 100%. Because, no, in our <laughs> we, defense. We didn't even drink that much too because it was such a pain in the neck to go <laughs> yes. to the bar and get a drink. So we maybe had like And two we didn't want to lose time. our spots. We were like, we're not peeing yeah. this entire show either. But we were literally in front of this equipment and it was emanating like yeah. so much heat. I was like fanning myself the whole time, like dripping yeah, sweat. Yeah, and they yeah. were definitely like, these bitches are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so. Fun. But, oh my god. I mean, we became best friends with Jack Shaw. Don't look so. like no me, like a no me, no He's such a good time. So that was a good set. Ooh, okay. So I have like, no, two here, but we have very fond memories of the Pier of Fear. You guys, Halloween is my Aww. favorite holiday. We kind of made it a tradition. We went to a lot of shows for Halloween, like back to back to back. I don't, I don't think the last two years we did, but um, two that stand out in my mind. One, Above and Beyond. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure it was Pure Fear 2016 in New York. I thought you, you were a skeleton. I was a skeleton. You were Minnie Mouse. Mouse. Okay, yeah. That's how, um, that's how I keep that in my like, Yes, yes. I can't remember who opened for them. It might have been Grum or something. It was definitely like the Anjuna family. And we love Above and Beyond, of course. And it was just like their messages that they put up there. And just having everyone being in Halloween costumes, adding on to that. It was just such a fun set. It was a really, really fun set. I loved that. And I love seeing like all the people... That might have been the year. I don't know if it was that one or if it was another one, but there was one year where there was an entire group, friend group dressed up as like 80s aerobics people. Yes, I think it was and that. And they were doing Every, workouts in the, the crowd. crowd. Were, <laughs> oh my awesome. God. So yeah, like the whole vibe of the the crowd there. And we haven't been back to that venue in a long time. I don't even, I'm assuming it's still a venue, yeah. but we haven't been there. Other one was Skrillex and Marshmallow at the Pier of Fear. That was Marshmallow's first set Aww. he ever played. Well, baby. And it was my friend Vicky and I and... I mean, Skrillex is amazing. I want to see him again now yeah. that he's touring. But I mean, he absolutely like fucking threw down. And I loved Marshmallow. I was like, this guy is so interesting. Yeah. I remember listening on SoundCloud and I was like, ooh, this yeah, is like kind well, of fun and like poppy, sound. very bouncy. Yeah. And he played Pop, which is one of my favorite songs by him. And then Skrillex came and like shut the whole place down. So yeah. I was interested. But right. pardon my French. Do you want to talk about that? It was at was it was at Pier ninety four. It was Mala yes, Chami yes. DJ Snake. I mean, December. Like, does it get any better than that? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I missed the part of my friend. They should. Do they? They should go on tour again. They together. played Red Rocks together, which oh would have been God. incredible. Guys, that's my number. I need to go to Red Rocks. Same. That's high up on my list on the bucket list. Yeah. So we saw it was. I think it was just me and you. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just you and I. We went to the pier, again, the same venue that I was talking about from the Halloween shows, and it was part of my French. So it was Mercer, Mala, Chami, and DJ Snake. Like, yes. you can't go wrong with any of them. We're obsessed with Mala. Yeah. And it was just so Yeah, Mercer good. really surprised me that night, too. Yeah. Like- oh, my God. It was so such a good set. And Mala, like, to, it was like, so, you can't yeah. go wrong. We're no. posting up for the night. We're not moving. Yeah. And then DJ Snake absolutely killed it because, like, he had just, like, blown. I mean, he was already really, really popular, but Let Me Love You was just coming out. Yeah. So, like, everyone was singing along to that. And it was right after Christmas. I just thought that lineup was so good. Yeah. That was a good. One. There were a lot of younger people in that crowd. I remember yeah. that were kind of annoying. It's probably like 18 plus. Yes. A lot it was of very like young. college kids. Uh huh. Definitely. I remember that. One other one I want to throw out that I was at with Just Vicky. We did Mala and he played a very, Mm. very small venue in Brooklyn called Analog. It was in May 2017. And it was just this like kind of like grimy, sweaty ass club. And it was the coolest vibe ever. And like, is that still open? They no, closed they closed it. It was Guys, so bizarre. What's going on? We had never been there, but like you went in and you just pulled this curtain back yeah. and it was just like the room. And that was so it. It was just insane. this like square room with like two bars on the right and left, very small bathrooms and just like the floor. And then they had this really cool lighting structure on the ceiling, but it was a very low ceiling. So yeah. it just felt like you were in an underground yeah. club. Oh my God. Vibe. That was should such we, a vibe. Should we open a club like that? Yeah, they keep closing all of them in (laughs) Brooklyn. Like, what's going on here, guys? I see, I see an opening for us to wrap up our favorite shows here. I was gonna say any other um, favorites at Terminal Five. You mentioned we went to like three in one week that one year. Yeah, yeah. Was it (laughs) Seven Lines? Was definitely one of them. Marshmallow, Marshmallow, Blau. Blau. Oh, Blau. Mm-hmm. I love Blau. <laughs> we love Terminal 5. It's a good, yeah. it's a good venue. But yeah, yeah we, we did three. Oh, I have one. This is super random. Go for it. I don't even actually remember who was playing, but House of Yes. Remember when we went? Oh my God. Okay, House of Yes. This is like really, really cool club in Brooklyn. And Sander Van Dor... No, it was, was it something like, like that. Sh- it was some like, yeah. Like, I'm Googling. Keep going. Yeah, okay, so it was the first time we went to this club and... It was it was in July. What was it? Oh, it was themed. It was a theme night and it was a midsummer Sander night. Sander Kleinenberg. Yes. Okay. It was it was a midsummer night's dream theme. So we went all out. I dressed as a fairy. Emma did like really cool makeup on me. Emma dressed as like a woodland creature. I was like a deer. Yeah, what was Vicky? Vicky was like a butterfly. A butterfly. Like and we showed up and like everyone was dressed to the nines. Like it was mm-hmm. such a cool vibe like super yeah and the cool part was so then so like the dj was like on stage just like in a little booth and they had this like walking Mm -hmm. like that overlooked the dj and was kind of like behind the stage and you got you could go up there so we went up there and we were up there like the whole time yeah looking right down at the dj and he kept like turning around like saying hi to us cool it was really cool. Yeah, it was like this walk. The It had two stairs on the right and left, and they only let a certain amount of, like, girls go up there. And it was, like, literally directly above the DJ. Yeah. And it was just this, like, thin little walkway that, like, you could only fit a couple people on yeah. it. And we were freaking dancing our yeah. lives. Yeah, and remember, at one point, <laughs> I think we went to the bathroom, and the person that was, like, oh, yeah. in charge of letting people up, he was like, can you guys come back? Like, because yeah. I think we just looked like we were having such a fun time. Yeah, he was time like, we that, need your energy. Can yeah. you come back? And we're like, yeah, we're just go going back to the bathroom. Up there. <laughs> He was like, you guys look like you're having so much fun. Like, we, we need you guys it's back like that, up there. Because we are. Oh, my God. But that, it was just so cool. I can't even describe cool, this place, you, you guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so cool. There were... It's like, a famous, like, gay bar. Yeah, there were, yeah. like, women on, like, swings in the, like, mm-hmm. at the, from the ceiling. It was just... It was, like... 
it really was Shakespearean like a dream. Like, dream. Yeah, it was so dope. And you had to come in costume. Yeah. Like there was a costume truck parked yeah, outside. If you showed if you up didn't without a costume, stuff. they were gonna put you in one. Yeah. So if you live in the area, go to House of Yes because they have these different. They're all different themes, but you yeah. have to come in costume. It's so. And I think cool. there was like a like a tarot card reading. We never mm-hmm. found them, but there Where's were all these like person. cool stuff going on. Like, yeah. I'd go back. We've never been I back. Go back. It just yeah. was really far. That's it why far. it's like oh, it's like almost in Queens, mm-hmm. not Brooklyn. Yeah, it was aggressive, but guys, we're gonna take another break here to talk about our sponsors. Oh wait, we don't have any. <laughs> I was like, oh, we sponsored it. I was like, this is normally where you plug. We're sponsored. Sponsor. I've been sipping on um. Don't give them any time. Okay, they're not mind. paying me. <laughs> I've been sipping on a beverage, but yeah, they're not paying me, so bye. Okay, yeah. Tara's <laughs> sipping on some sort of cider. We're hanging out. We're not sponsored, but we do love you guys, and I just want to say thank you again so much for listening. Um, we're sponsored by your love. Yes, and I totally I see and hear all of your comments. Um, a couple of you guys are saying you want to hear some longer episodes, so Tara and I are trying to trying to hit that hour mark today. So I definitely will hear you. We're gonna try. I'm going to try and have a mix of some shorter and some longer episodes because I know a lot of you guys have a commute like me to work and you want to listen to some podcasts. So Should I listen to this on my commute? I feel like I'm going to make the weirdest faces listening to myself. <laughs> I'm going to be like a psychopath. It's like, really oh, weird oh. hearing your voice afterwards. Yeah, it's a bizarre thing. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, send me any tweets, um, Instagram comments, emails, uh, and let me know your feedback. Anyway, we'll get right back into the episode. Okay, so we are going to wrap up the episode here. Um, We talked a little bit about what makes, or we talked a little bit about some of our least favorite festival sets. So we're also just going to mention a couple sets that weren't necessarily our favorite. And these are more like local shows that we've been to. I'll kick it off by saying (laughs) we saw one recently. um, So we go down to Atlantic City a lot in New Jersey. And I've actually seen them live before and really liked them. But we saw yeah. Cash Cash and it didn't love it. We left after 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They weirdly enough came to our college, right? Yeah, they did. Okay, so you had this thing at college. It was called Funival. It was like this outdoor f- carnival. Mm-hmm. And they always had like a music guest. And yeah, they, they Cash came. Cash played. And they killed. Like I had a lot of fun. So fun. Yep. So yeah, we were excited for this AC trip. And then... Uh... Mm. <laughs> and I mean like it's... There was, like, a combination of things. Like, we were obviously all, like, dressed up and in heels. And we had been standing in the front of the speakers. And we were getting tired. Yeah, so it was, like, a combination of things. But they came out. And they were just playing, like, classic house, like... EDM songs and we were like what is this like play your music that's why we're here to see you and I think they were just trying to cater to like a club environment and like what they thought we'd want to hear versus like we're all here to see you and so we were like this is kind of bullshit so we left after 20 minutes but and a lot of people because I made a there was a vlog on that was my birthday vlog people were like what you didn't like them like I love them and I was like I love their songs and I've seen them before live so this was just a miss it was a miss for me do you want to talk about Silent. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that just struck a nerve, clearly. Oh I blocked this out of my memory. Okay. I was no. gonna mention this is a not good show. It was Seven Lions Openers. Yeah. Pegboard nerds in Zylant. Okay, so Zylant, um, I had never heard of him. He was opening for Seven Lions. And when I tell you that he was like summoning aliens with his music, like I think I was, I think an alien like took over my body for like a little bit. Like, I don't know. And I mean, we were probed. Your, yeah. If that's your thing, like I respect that. But like, I I just, and he kept like, he literally was making these hand motions. Like mm-hmm. he was summoning was the aliens and it was, 
it was and again we're not saying these are bad artists guys you might love xylent we're that's totally fine wasn't our wasn't our jam didn't always give someone a chance Mm -hmm. we were just like what the (laughs) fuck is this yeah and then it was just a weird show because we were there to see seven lions and when they announced the openers we were like hmm okay we've never heard of any of these people and that's okay because we'll discover something new but so it went from xylent i'm pretty sure into pegboard nerds who we also were like whoa "Mm." all i remember is it was a little better visuals yes i was like wow. also we were like okay and then seven lions who was incredible but we just felt like the whole night we were waiting for him to come on so wasn't our favorite genre and that sort of added to the whole element of like not being our favorite show last i want to wrap it up with the chain smokers new year's eve show oh i didn't go to that one you didn't come with me to that one no i don't think i did okay it was me diane and vicky yeah okay yes I'll chat about this really quickly. Okay, you want to know what makes a weird show? Here are the elements of a weird show. So it was at the Pier 94 that I've been talking about again. The lineup dropped, and this this falls under the category of if you put a weird lineup together, Uh it's going to be a weird night. So they had Ansel Elgort (laughs) opening. He's a DJ. First of all, adorable. Absolutely adorable. I do actually think he's really talented. He is. Oh, my God. He went to like a performing arts school in the city. But yeah, what? (laughs) Yeah, but like we were open to it. Like, and he... I will say this. He did his best. Okay. He did his best. He tried. He tried. What's like his he genre? Seems, okay. You know what he did? <laughs> he played a lot of like, you can tell he's an old soul. That's yeah. how I'll put it. He played like Earth, Wind and Fire, Shut September up. and like some housey tracks, but it was like not yeah. the right crowd. Yeah, People no. were like, here's another problem with the show. It's New Year's Eve. Everyone there was hammered. Yeah. So the crowd, I talk about this and my harassment episode because I had an episode there with this guy mm. that was not a positive experience. So that didn't help. So there were a lot of assholes in the crowd. People were shoving. VIP was right next to us. They were mm. spilling their drinks oh. over the railing and it was hitting us. Like the whole vibe of the crowd, no bueno. Here's another reason why. It went from Ansel <laughs> Elgort into Travis Scott. No, no, no. What are we doing here? No. <laughs> what are we doing here? And again, like if you love rap, that's fine. What are but, we doing yeah, here? I'll say it again. <laughs> Horrible. Do you think Ansel and Travis Scott like broke out backstage? I don't know who put that show together, but again, like it's you fuck up the crowd because yeah. now you've got people coming for Travis Scott and you've yeah. got people coming for EDM. And like I'm not trying to shit it's on the rap and hip hop crowd. Organic. They're not very plur. No. no. So it was a weird combo of like people there who wanted different experiences out of yeah. the night. And it also was awkward because when you're transitioning DJs they go one right into the other right into the other when you have a live performance they take a break they have to set up the stage so then there was an awkward lull where they were setting and of course he's a big rapper so he takes Mm. his sweet ass time (laughs) to come on so he showed up late yeah so his set went late and I only knew Antidote at that point so we all went in the back to drink because we were like fuck this set then the Chainsmokers came on for midnight they were great. I This was before Drew started fucking singing. Yeah. Um, don't, don't even get me started. He sounded pretty good, though, on one of the last award shows. He sang with Kelsey. Whatever the song with the Kelsey The face Valerie I'm making is. at Tyron. And I, I was like, no. I was like, I was. It he's was, trying. It wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was good, but it was definitely. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you should. I'm sorry. I'm maybe, he's, maybe he's paid for some singing lessons. I no. I no, see no, a no. slight I like improvement. Their, yes. And I like a lot of their. Like, I like the song Honest. Like, I think. They've had some good hits, but like I, I, mm, I think it should be sparingly used. Anyway, 
So this was before that. So like they roses was just out. Yeah. Like so that was bumping. Great thing. We rang in the new year. I feel and like then they're good performers. Good performers. And then Nikki Romero closed out. Again, that's a huge fucking name, yeah. right? Like he's a pretty big legend with like coming up with Avicii and house music it was just too many things they were trying to do too much it was too many different genres and then the sound cut out literally as his drop was happening the entire sound goes out and the whole crowd like erupted and we're like booing and then he tried to get because that's like not it's not his fault not his fault but then the traction died yeah and he tried to get it back and the audience was like done oh. done so we left after That's that sad. so it was kind of like because it's already 2 30 in the morning yeah. and people are like pretty done yeah, yeah. so we ended up leaving after nikki romero and it was just a hot mess some of my friends like disappeared <laughs> in the crowd and we had to god. go and find them <laughs> oh my god i hope we didn't roast too many people guys it, oh. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be like a roasting episode but i love wait can i can i roast one go. person though? please roast fucking diplo we saw him oh at, how did we not okay, say this we yet. saw him at what was it a let uh, flash factory flash factory which is probably not a thing anymore but that was a cool venue because it was an old church mm-hmm. in the city and like they still had some of the church pews like mm-hmm. stained glass window it was just like it was cool and i don't even know if he had an opener but he came on so late mm-hmm. and played 50 minutes like I wasn't even an hour and he just looked like he didn't want to be there he looked miserable and he was like literally like i can't wait to get out of here like mm-hmm. let me just so that was not great. Yeah. Ever since then, I like, I just, I hate him. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I was going to say, this See was ya. first on my list. I totally glazed over this. So I'm actually glad that you brought this up. And it's really funny. I texted Vicky and I was like, Vicky, name some of the worst sets you've ever seen. And she just goes, Diplo. Diplo. Yep. And I was like, yep. So here's the thing about Diplo. Incredible producer, obviously gets Grammy Awards and things yeah. like that for a reason. Like the man is a composer and like whatever. He's, He's got really cute kids. Cute kids. <laughs> torn about him as a person don't really love yeah, him I don't don't yeah. really love him he, I think he does it it's all about a paycheck and you can just tell yeah. in that vibe and this is it comes back to Mad Decent like no he's not necessarily like in charge of Mad Decent but it is his company yeah. like he brought all of this like together so I think just his whole attitude and like his aura not a yeah, fan no. not a fan and that was annoying like we paid money we paid a lot of money. Those tickets yeah. were expensive to see him. He plays 50 minutes and leaves versus yeah. who did we see earlier that year? Tiesto, who Tiesto played a three-hour like, yeah. set. Insane. And How we saw we Carl Cox. Tiesto? He was like, when we saw him in Brooklyn, his set was three hours, and then he ended up playing an extra hour. So he yeah. just like casually is playing four hours. That, you guys, is the difference <laughs> between someone and like, oh, God, not that I'm ever going to speak to Diplo in my life, but the difference between <laughs> like – to me, an artist who's doing it because they love it versus someone who's there to show yeah. up, get a paycheck, and leave. I agree. You know, and I, I'm sure he's played some incredible shows, but he'll be on, like, the EDC lineup and stuff like that. You're never going to see him on my list because I just choose not to support him anymore. Yeah. Do, I, do I listen to his music? Yes. Do I like his music? Yes. But do I want to support him? No. No. And that show kind of ruined it yeah, for me. Yeah, wow, what a way to end this episode, guys. I'm sorry it was on a <laughs> negative note. But I hope we spilled some tea and I yeah, hope you got some information, tea. especially if you've like never seen any of these people now. Like, I mean, these are just our opinions, but now you know <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah. more. Um, any any closing thoughts, Tara? What's your next show? EDC Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. I don't know when you're going to post this, but we are this currently. Is at, I think this is coming up after EDC. Oh, my God, guys. I so we wait. will have been there by the time this yes. comes out. And we're going to so I'm going to do a wrap up episode. So bringing my little brother with us this year. Yeah. What are you most excited for? I don't know. I think we're just going to have a really solid crew. Um, we're staying in a new hotel this year, which is going to be fun and mm-hmm. fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything else you want at other shows? Izu? 
Oh, I'm like, she's looking at me. I'm like, fuck, did I forget something? No, no, no. Um, yeah, Yuzu's coming up. Labor Day weekend. Yep. So uh, you guys we didn't can go catch last year, so we'll definitely be going to that this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll definitely try and do a meetup at Izu, guys, so you can come see us. And yeah, this is already going to be up after EDC, but you guys can come meet us at EDC too. So that'll Yay. be really, really fun. If you want to plug any of your social, if you want people to follow you, up oh, to yeah. you. I was saying I literally don't even know what. <laughs> so I think Instagram is at Tara Freeze freeze f-r-e-e-z-e yep is that right yep thank you thank you mom um, <laughs> yeah i feel like i use instagram the most so you guys can follow her there stay up to date with her and um yeah we'll be posting lots of pictures and stuff throughout edc so you can check all that oh, out sure. she's in a bunch of my vlogs too guys so go follow me on youtube and go subscribe if you aren't already i would absolutely love to have you there a lot of these shows that we mentioned today i have video on yeah so if you want so to see them in real life with us. yeah yeah definitely go check that out the edc vlogs are on there and the new ones will be up at some point but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us throughout this episode this is a really fun one thank you tara yeah. this is i'm really glad you were on here be, for be this easy one. to me in the yeah. comment can you, can you make comments <laughs> nope. on the podcast no nice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> on soundcloud i think but oh, yeah i'm actually really curious to hear all of your feedback guys like who are some of your favorite sets who are some of your like not so not so positive not sets. So hot. not so hot yeah um again you can subscribe to the podcast on google and apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud um please rate and review if you guys enjoyed this um leave me any feedback and again at rave culture cast on instagram and on twitter and rave culture cast at gmail.com to send in any comments um topic or episode ideas suggestions uh send it to me i would love for you guys to participate so i definitely can read those out um on an upcoming podcast you never know we might might cover your topic so come send in ideas i am at emma capotis on and i'll let me spell that out at emma capotis <laughs> it's e-m-m-a k-a-p-o-t-e-s on instagram and twitter and you greek girl yeah mm. thank you <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we'll be back next wednesday with a new one bye okay, bye